Well, good morning, everyone. My name's Brian, and today is Friday, June 2nd, 2023. And this is episode 421 of the Lots Project Podcast, a daily look inside our journey to live outside the systems of control. Excuse me for a moment while I get all the dog boogers and hair off my hands. I was a little preoccupied before the show, but I'm starting a few minutes late, just hanging out with my buddy Norman, old booger face. These dogs, besides the slobber and all the other things I've mentioned, I don't know if I've ever mentioned how many um, eye-goopy things they get. Constantly wiping them off. They'll come and they'll try to wipe them on your on the side of the bed or on you or whatever. So I just started like grabbing his head and wiping them off for him. Yeah. Good morning. Good morning, good morning, good morning. It is Friday. It is 10K giveaway Friday. Nothing wrong with that. Nothing wrong with that. Ah, in the cup today. Been going a little early. Um, propane needed to be switched this morning when Corey went to fire up her tea. So uh, I jumped out of bed, went and switched it. And uh, schedules are a little off and weird and whatever. In the cup this morning, got uh, Guatemalan. Guatemalan, FTO Guatemalan light roast. It is, uh, it is, it is damn good. Just your standard um, fair trade organic bean roasted light, like I like it. Um, in a clean stream air roaster. It is good. It is good. It is good. Let's see who we got hanging out this morning already. We got uh, oh wow, James and uh, James and Pip having a big old conversation early this morning, and I got a track going through the camper this morning. Everybody's what. Hello? Hello? Are we there? <laughs> uh, good morning, Pip. Good morning, James. Kyle, how we doing? Uh, hey, sexy. No, you must have been talking to Kyle. Um, Joe Tay. Canadian Farmstead. Good morning, Josh. How we doing? Mike, Philippine Nomad, K-Bonk, rolling in. How we doing? And Gingerbread Farms. You haven't even been on screen yet, and James is already saying hi. Hold on. Let me move my notes and you can tell if you get to say hi. There you go. <laughs> You're going to start smacking me in the middle of the program. <laughs> Here comes a punch. Oh, Major Tom. Major Tom. Anyway, let's see. Let's see. Uh, 10K giveaway. Let's let's get that um, hashtag rolling so people have as many moments as possible to get it in. Uh, Josh says, good morning, Corey. Good morning, Joshua. Um I was sitting here trying to figure out what hashtag to use this morning for the drawing. And um, Corey said, I was like, hey, Corey, what uh, what hashtag should I use for um, for the giveaway this morning? She goes, I don't know. Hashtag suck my balls. I'm like, what? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know about that. Um, but I decided not to do suck my balls uh and then uh, norman came over and started playing with me and bringing me toys and uh, no we did not end up going with suck my balls after that either um but norman's nickname is uh skish because uh, he likes to skish in he heard it now he's getting excited sorry but he likes to um kind of um, squish his way into a little spots and he always has since he was a puppy way smaller than he ever fit uh, so this morning we are doing hashtag skish. That is hashtag S K I S H skish for my boy Norman and um, his skish delicious skish Oh, and Josh Josh is trying to enter with suck my balls, and um, Canadian Farmstead is trying to enter with hashtag hi Corey. <laughs> Maybe that's next weekend. That's next weekend. Oh, geez. This is it's going sideways this morning fast, guys. 
Uh, yesterday, my chat spiraled out of control after the show. Um, it is what it is. It happens. There may have been some um, may have been some some talk in there that some people would not like. Uh, some people would be offended or squeamish or turn red or whatever. But guess what? There has to be a place that people can talk like that. People obviously talk like that. People obviously um, enjoy banter like that. Uh, and why can't it be appropriate in certain places and situations if you know going in that that's a possibility? So. It is what it is. Uh, hit that hashtag skish, and I'm gonna I'm gonna take care of something real quick, and I'll be right back. Okay. Oh, right. Wow. Um, let me see. Let me see. Uh, James says, yeah, fuck weak people. I don't know. It's kind of funny that somebody, uh, Ronald dropped in this morning. He's like, what the hell did I just read? <laughs> and then answered the question of the day. It was perfect. <laughs> just like, oh my God. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Canadian Farmstead says he was offended. I only stayed to find out how offended I was. <laughs> perfect. I don't know. I don't know. It's, it is just what it is. It is what it is. And it's, uh, Pippinize, that's not the right hashtag. It's not scoosh. It's skish. <laughs> not that. <laughs> not koosh ball. <laughs> oh, man. It's going to be an interesting day. It's going to be an interesting day for sure. I'm kind of in a weird mood. And obviously, the wife is. When she's throwing out suck my balls first thing in the morning. Um, Josh says, wasn't just your chat. It went sideways. It was all telegram. I know it was like, so the, the conversation was spinning in mine and I'm like trying to get blog posts and everything going on. And I'm like looking, I'm like just shaking my head going, oh my God, how far is this going to go? Tried to drop comments in as I could. And then, um, I dropped the question of the day in and it kind of settled down a little bit and went a little to different things. And then I popped over to Josh's chat and he had like 400 messages too. And they didn't seem all, um, all real, uh, real polite and kosher, but it was all right. It was all right. It, I mean, I look at it this way. There's God, people talk, people discuss this and you do it in the locker room and you do it behind closed doors. So why can't you just have a place to do it wherever? It's, it's just words, guys. It's just words. James thinks it's all his fault, but I don't know about that. I don't know about that. Anyway, let's get to that perfect cup question of the day. Get that out of the way. We got a history segment today. And, um, yeah, Canadian Farm says, says, don't forget to hit that like. Absolutely. And share. And save for later. And all of the, hit all the buttons. Except exit. Except exit. Uh, let's get to this perfect cup question, and then we will roll on to um, history, and then we'll give away some sats. Give away some sats. So here we go. It's time again for the 90th edition of the perfect cup. 90 times we've talked about a question and an answer, and then my thoughts. Join the discussion in my Telegram group at t.me slash lots chat. That's t.me slash l-o-t-s chat where you can find the question of the day pinned almost daily, Sunday through Thursday for the next day. And then I gather all the answers and all the replies and come back and uh, share them on the show the next day. Um, yeah, perfect cup question of the day today is, if you could travel time, where would you go? If you could travel time, where would you go? Huh. I thought it was pretty good. I thought it was pretty good. I uh, only had a few comments here. It'll probably be a quick episode this morning, but uh, where would I go? There are so many, there are so many questions. There are so many questions I have throughout history that um, I could definitely do the whole quantum leap thing. Uh, bounce around, bounce around, bounce around. Uh, as far as one 
man. I would love to see the Nazi dinosaurs and the Un taking over the Un. And if you don't know what that's all about, just watch Idiocracy and you'll figure it out. Gingerbread Farm says his is on Facebook. Now, I'm going to go over right now. I do have Facebook open in another tab. I'm going to click on my notifications and I'm going to scroll down to notifications as far as... Um, oh, looks like Pip commented over here too. Hold on. Hold on. I think his was actually for a different day. Um, yeah, this was from a different day. Uh, Gingerbread Farms, right here. Look at this. They don't notify me about jack shit. And here it is. This is riveting, um, riveting audio, guys. I'm sorry. Uh, I'm going to leave with Gingerbread Farms since he put his over on Facebook and Facebook didn't want to tell me about it. So let's do James's first. If he had a chance, he would go back to 2001 and pick someone else. <laughs> weird. Weird. Um, <laughs> weird. <laughs> Pippinize says, um, <laughs> Pippinize says, He'd go to get another round with Benjamin Franklin. Uh, dropped it here right at uh, in the comments. And now let me get back to my other notes. Now the head goes searching for James. Searching for James's answer on Facebook. God, I hate Facebook. Uh, but I have like 3,000 to 2.3,000 people that follow over there. And it's good exposure for the show. So just keep, keep posting. Just keep posting. <laughs> Canadian Farmstead weighed in and said the building of the Great Pyramids would be interesting. That was one I considered. I, um, you know, there's all the different theories on how they built them. And, um, man, it would be really cool to understand. Uh, I think I would love to be back uh, prior to what we decide to, um, what we decide to throw out there as history. Um, and Kyle kind of alludes to that in his answer. And I'll wait till we get to there. Uh, but Josh says he would like to go back to his own birth so I could get the license plate number of the spacecraft dropping him off. That is for sure. Josh was either hatched. Wow. Am I uh, am I laggy, laggy, really laggy this morning? Holy shit. Huh. Um, Josh was either hatched or crawled out from under a rock or definitely dropped off by a spaceship for sure. For sure. It looks like this just something's going on. Weird. Um, anyway, <coughs> I'll fight through it. Uh, Kyle says, I would go back to the point that humans crossed the land bridge into America. I would also love to see the animals that were around at the time and how they used the landscape. Yeah, uh, that was um, Josh says it doesn't seem too laggy. I think it's I think I have a, a slight delay. So when I'm talking and then looking at my mouth. Uh, it was a little off. So that was just like threw me off. I was looking at the notes. I looked back at the screen and I was like, whoa, weird. Um, anyway, this is kind of where I was going with one of my thoughts with what Kyle said. I would love to see North America before we um, before we claim we found the Indians and like this and that and the old megaflora and megafauna that was here. Uh, the huge animals, the old Asian civilizations that they know were here before they were just, um, before they were gone, disappeared. Uh, Jack Spierko talks about listening to episodes with, I think it was Graham, Graham Hancock and uh, someone else on Joe Rogan talking about uh, the ancient civilizations in the United States. And I would love the United States, North America. It Sorry, guys. I don't know what's going on with this internet this morning. Uh, I would really love to go back and see that with my own eyes and um, not second-hand accounts. That would be really cool. Um, Mike the Philippine Nomad says, uh, back to the Middle Ages, not just in Europe, but around the world. Yeah, Middle Ages would be cool. Middle Ages would be cool. Dark Ages would be interesting because uh, you'd be the smartest guy in the room. For sure. For sure. 
Um, and then let's hit uh, Ron. Ronald dropped in this morning after that just massive shit show of a chat yesterday. Uh, scrolled through 400 messages of weird, um, weird off the cuff sex comments, and then he dropped in. Back to the 1800s, you'd get to meet some awesome people back then. <laughs> James, James drops. Um, James drops. I am the megafauna. I move mountains. <laughs> um, K Bonk drops in and says so many times maybe the beginning of the industrial revolution uh that's another one and that's the that's the kicker with me there's both there's both times i want to go to experience the the creativity the inspiration the the there must have been something about that the, those those periods of time and one of them we've lived through with like the computer internet technology age but there were so many other times in history where there was just mass uh creation and um, inspiration and there must have been something uh we talk a lot about waves and um energy and things like that around here every once in a while and um I think they must have just been high points on the innovation wave energy. I don't know. Hey, how are we doing? Thanks for joining in the show. Um, all the blank dead spaces are because my internet sucks today. You're welcome. Um, Kyle says, when Hitler was born so I can punch that baby in the face. Um, you know, feds don't like the wave energy. Elon doesn't like time travel. I don't know. I don't know. This is just a, I got on a bad, bad subject. Maybe there is a time machine, Frito. know what's going on i don't know what's going on josh or uh, kyle wants to punch babies in the face and james moves mountains and we all want to go back to different times in history so let's wrap it up for a friday it's gone sideways already because the internet's just kind of really irritating me this morning and uh, i gotta figure that out but there's not anywhere else to move it here so anyway that's been a full week of the perfect cup we got uh, two more weeks and we'll be at episode 100 of the Perfect Cup podcast. So, uh, yeah, if you have any questions that you would like featured on the Perfect Cup, I've only gone through 90, so I'll be putting those together this weekend. And in, in for the near future, I don't see this segment ending. I really like doing it. I like interacting with the community and hearing what they have to say. So just go ahead and drop those questions in the Telegram group. Uh, be sure you tag me in them so I can find them, uh, or you can email them to me at, uh, at info at thelotsproject.com. The, L-O-T-S, project.com, info at thelotsproject.com, and submit your answers for the Perfect Cup question of the day, and I will try to get them on the list. Thanks for listening, and now back to the main show. Kyle, Kyle is posing a question. Do you think you could pull a cave lady? I don't know, Kyle. What were cave ladies into? Uh, oh, man. This is not good. This is not good. All right. We're going to do history real quick, get that wrapped up, and then uh, let the show do what it's going to do. But uh, I really enjoy Pip. Pip's history, and I appreciate all the work that goes into it. And if you do, you should head over to DuctionCup.com and um, DuctionCup.com and pick up some ducks and pick up some cups and pick up some boards if you got a Jeep, especially because that's what they make them for. But the cups and the ducks are fantastic. Say hi to Plugsy. Hi, Plugsy. 
<laughs> anyway, let's hit lots of history again for today, Friday, June 2nd. June 2nd, hello, Oxygen Addicts, and welcome to Friday. The current Bitcoin. Current-ish bit price of Bitcoin is $27,083. That was as of 5.50 this morning, uh, June 2nd, 2023. Today on Lots of History, this day in 1763, Pontiac's Rebellion at what is now Mackinac City, Michigan. Ojibwe's capture, Ojib, Ojibwe capture, you didn't think I'd be able to uh, pronounce that, Little did you know, I lived in the middle of Ojibwe Nation in Minnesota. So, uh, capture Fort. Yeah, not going to be able to get that one. Michalimackinac, I think, by diverting the garrison's attention with a game of lacrosse, then chasing balls into the fort. Part of as part of the larger conflict known as Pontiac War, a group of Ojibwe staged a game of Baga Adawa, a forerunner to the modern lacrosse. <laughs> yeah, that's not even close to right. Outside the fort as a ruse to gain entrance. <laughs> after entering this is great. After entering the fort, they killed most of the British inhabitants. <laughs> Pip's notes. <laughs> the troops fell for it. That's what I'm thinking. That's what I'm thinking. That is fantastic. I love it. I love it. <laughs> they they struck up a game. They were they could have paraded some Pocahontas's back and forth and got their attention. Those guys were smart enough to go play some sports ball and then throw the balls in. Those guys were like, "Oh, you Indians, you go get the ball." <laughs> That's great. <laughs> Oh, June 2nd, 1835, P.T. Barnum and his circus start their first tour of the United States. They got the idea from the Indians trying to get into the fort. <laughs> he was also an author, a publisher, and a philanthropist, though he said of himself, I am a showman by profession, and all the gilding shall make nothing else of me. According to his critics, this personal, personal aim was to put money in his own coffers and i don't know what's wrong with that he's widely credited with coining the adage there's a sucker born every minute yes there are although no evidence has been collected of him saying this pips notes kids today will never know welcome to the three ring circus yeah they shut down all the circuses because they obviously didn't take care of their animals or something i don't know uh, 1924, U.S. President Calvin Coolidge signs the Indian Citizenship Act into law, granting citizenship to all Native Americans born within the territorial limits of the United States, an act of the United States Congress that granted U.S. citizenship to the indigenous people of the United States, while the 14th Amendment to the United States Constitution defines a citizen as any person born in the United States and subject to its laws and jurisdiction. The amendment had previously been interpreted by the courts not to apply to native people. Pips notes, yes, I'm glad to see the people were born here are citizens now. How kind of them to allow it. Yeah. Well, thank you, government, for letting me know that I'm, I was born here. I'm allowed to stay here and I have to obey your rules that you came here and made. Fucking twats. Oh, this day in 1966, Surveyor Program, Surveyor 1, lands in the Oceanus Porel, Jesus, thanks, Pip, Porelarium on the moon, Pork Elarum on the moon, I, I know I've heard that word before and I cannot recall, becoming the first U.S. Space, spacecraft to soft land on another world. Oh, let's get to the birthdays. I'm sure there's names I'm going to butcher. This day in 1840, Thomas Hardy, that was an easy one, English novelist and poet. While Hardy wrote poetry throughout his life and regarded himself prim primarily as a poet, his first collection was not published until 1898. Wow, he was 58 years old. Huh, interesting. Uh, this day in 1936, Voldemir Holdeb. I can't do this Ukrainian name. Holubuchi? Holubunch? Uh, yeah, no. He's a Ukrainian race walker. 
<laughs> this lunar soft lander gathered data about the lunar service. Wait, what? Oh no, <laughs> Pip's notes got out of <laughs> got out of order. <laughs> That's great. Uh, this day in nineteen. This is a bad, bad day, guys. <laughs> this day in this day in nineteen seventy-two. Wayne Brady, American actor, comedian, game show host, and singer. I was just going to suggest watch whose line is it anyway, then go buy some duction cups in that order. I think you should do it in the other order. <laughs> buy some duction cups first. Um, yeah, Pip always says proofread the notes, but sometimes Brian forgets. <laughs> This day in 1982, Jules State. I don't know. She's a newer actress. If she was born in 82, she's younger than me. Um, Canadian actress, many different TV shows and movies, and known for Firefly, uh, Stargate, Atlantis, and a few others. Yeah, those aren't those aren't my. Uh, I haven't seen those, so I wouldn't know this actress. Bring back the TV show Firefly. Pip side notes. Anyone remember Animaniacs? Hello, nurse. Yeah, I do remember Animaniacs. Clear throat. Apologies had to be done. Yeah, I hear you. I hear you. Who kicked off here in, in on June second, nineteen seventy? Bruce McLaren, New Zealand race car driver and engineer, founded the McLaren Racing Team. Uh, Bruce McLaren died at age of thirty-two when his Can-Am car crashed on the Levant Strait just before Woodcote Corner at Goodwood Circuit in England on. June 2nd, 1970, he had been testing his new McLaren MBD. When the rear bodywork came adrift at speed, the loss of aerodynamic downforce destabilized the car, which spun, left the track, and hit a bunker. Yep. Awesome. <laughs> I guess they don't like me talking about race car drivers dying either. Uh, 19, uh, 2012, Richard Dawson, English-American sol soldier and actor, television personality, and game show host, uh, born in 1932. Dawson was well-known for playing Corporal Peter Newkirks in Hogan's Heroes as a regular panelist on The Match Game and as the original and third host of The Family Feud. Uh, did two stints from 76 to 85 and 94 to 95. Pip's notes, young, sick Pip was usually shipped off to grandma's house for couch detail and game shows. Yes, I do concur with that. Uh, and you should, uh, yeah, for sure, for sure. International Sex Workers Day, holidays today. It's hooker day, guys. It is hooker day. International. Oh, if I had read the notes, well. Here it comes. Brian forgets to proofread the notes, messes up in the middle of the history segment, and didn't realize it was Hooker Day on on 10K Friday. And why are we doing skish? We should be doing hookers. <laughs> Wait. <laughs> We're doing hookers later, baby. <laughs> uh, celebrated annually since 1976, honors sex workers and recognizes they're often exploited working conditions <laughs> the event well maybe if you made it legal the event commemorates the occupation of english saint nazir in lyon by more than 100 sex workers on june 2nd 1975 to draw attention to their inhumane working conditions in germany it is known as uh Hurentag, or otherwise known as horse day in Spanish-speaking countries, it is the Dia Internationale de la Trabador Sexual, the International Day of the Sex Worker. Pips notes, whoa, wait, Wiki is telling me that humans have, have only now started respecting the world's oldest profession? You could pay for sex and they leave after, pay for dates and relationships for sex. Either way, you're paying. And that's fantastic. Unless there's a rapist. In that case, I would consider skish, skish kebabbing, shish kebabbing them with a forklift. 
Yeah, rapists don't don't play well um, in my brain. Consensual sex, whether it's for money, uh, barter, or just for fun, go for it. Go for it. It's your body. Do what you want. Happy Hooker Day, guys. Happy Hooker Day. Uh, best best of the Fridays to you, and do stuff that matters this weekend. Cheers from the Duction Cup crew. Think about a three-pack of Duction Cups, two to keep, and one to Jeep. I love the Jeep theme, guys, and I know where you're coming from. I know where that started and everything, but, man, there's a wide market out there that likes these damn little duckies. Two to keep, one to give away. That just doesn't work. Pip, I think you got it. Two to keep, one to Jeep, boys. Get over there and buy some Duction Cups. This has been another episode of Lots of history prepared by Pip. Sorry, Pip, that I murdered it all. <laughs> Happy Hooker Day. <laughs> oh, man. Let's see. I am way behind in comments, it looks like. let's. Uh, Pip says, yes, there is time travel. You have to use the Stargate and connect a wormhole close to the sun. It distorts time. Um, Josh says something about pulling hair. So you can, uh, if you can grab their hair, you can pull them. Mine's bald. Uh, oh my God, what is going on in this? This. Uh, <laughs> oh, they're talking. Oh, they're all talking about. Sorry, guys. I can't read all these. I cannot read all of these. Kabong says there's no ducks on Jeeps here in the 215 zone, and he does not know why. Well, I think you got to, uh, I think you might have to put in a large purchase order with Duction Cups to get yourself some inventory and uh, start spreading them around, Kabong. I think you, uh, you just, uh, you just solved the problem. Uh, Renegade Butcher says hashtag hookers are cheaper than divorce. Very true. Very true. Um, Backwards Butcher says one deposit can keep a hooker off the streets for five to 60 minutes. <laughs> Jesus, my God. Oh, this is not good. This is not good. All right, guys. All right. Well, let me pull up my notes. There's my beautiful wife behind me. Over here talking about hookers next to my wife. Oh, what what are we hawking about today? Well, Silver came in yesterday. Silver came in, uh, posted a video over on Noster, and uh, I think across everything I was able to get a short, except on YouTube because it was about a minute and a half. I did a little video opening the box. They look sweet, guys. They look really sweet. Ryan over there at Curio Bullion wanted to do a different... Um, they, um, he wanted to use a different technique that he was trying out and he was, uh, kind of him and hawing about whether he could get it done in time. And I was like, dude, if you want to do some R and D on my shit, you do, did such a great job on uh, round one, go for it. If you got to redo them, if it's going to take a little longer, get Tim's done. Uh, I know he had a deadline that he wanted them by. I didn't really, I was pre-sailing them and man, silver is what it is. The prices are set. The price fluctuation doesn't matter. And um, it, uh, it was cool with me. Like, I wasn't in a big hurry. Ryan knocked it out of the park. He hit the timeline that he said. Uh, he worked extra hard, but he got to use his new uh, technique that he was he was using to cast the coins. Um, looked great. He said there's some blemishes on some that he would uh, he'd redo them. I looked at them, and I think it looks perfect. The, the kind of the MO on these two rounds of the silver coins was pirate coin, pirate money, um, found in a treasure chest that's been around for a long time and worn in. I think he accomplished that in both rounds and probably even better in round two. He's fantastic. He's fantastic. I can't wait to, um, to be able to work with him again. If you're interested in any sort of silver work, silver smithing, artisan silver, um, different things i would seriously check out curio bullion 
and um, and tell Ryan you heard about him on the Lots Project podcast uh, because of the Lots Silver Coins that I've been running. Um, and yeah, super cool dude, super cool to work with, very reasonable. Uh, it's expensive, I'm not going to lie, to get them done, but man, the guy is handcrafting silver coins for me. It's not like... It's not like he's using a, uh, a a big press that's uh, he just types in the things on his on his uh, notepad and it presses out a thousand of these. He's hand pouring and casting these stone or these these coins. It's going to be a little bit more expensive. So, I appreciate his work. I appreciate the design that goes into it. I appreciate that um, that uh, there's no more going to be made um he deleted the file there might be some he could recreate that file somebody could 3d scan that that coin and make more they're not going to be the same they're not going to have the coas they're not going to be this run so like james said when we were talking the other day he says when you get famous knock on wood (laughs) famous um these might be worth something and they might be but nonetheless you support a good cause if you think this is a good cause. <laughs> Who knows? But um, yeah, you help support me, and you get a you get a nice little uh, a little saver of value in that silver. So hey, check them out. I have a few left. I think we said last night six, seven, six or seven um, pairs left, and uh, only a couple of the the six pounds and an ounce are left. So. Reach out if you want them. They're still on pre-sale. I'm going to still do a number choice and not get them up on the website until next Friday. So I have some time to get all these orders processed that I have already, get them in the envelopes, get them shipped out, get payment, all of that jazz. And once the dust settles next Friday, they will go on the website and um, the rules will be a little different. When you order, you get what you get. I'm just going to grab the next set out of the box and uh, send them on its way. Right now, you kind of get a little choice, a choice of what's left as far as numbers, if you got a number you like for the numbered sets and and such. So silver's here. Um, When I went to pick them up, excuse me, when I went to pick them up, I had an interesting encounter. Um, So I have everything shipped to the post office here. I use general delivery, uh, the post office lady. It's the same lady every day. It's a very small town post office. She's actually um, gotten some gifts of uh, coffee, uh, Food Forest Farms coffee, a couple times because we got talking about coffee because I go there to pick up my coffee order and this and that. You can smell the coffee through the box. And so she was uh, inquiring about that. So I've gotten to know this lady, and it's always good to get to know the post office lady. Who else knows everybody in the town? I need something. I stop by the post office and say, hey, post office lady, what do you think about this? Well, yesterday, I was standing in line, and uh, there was somebody in front of me, and then a gentleman walked in the door and was standing against the wall behind me, and I turned around, and I kind of just... You know, situational awareness, scoping out who's in the room. And um, the the employee says, must have known him and looked, uh, looked back, looked back. And uh, I don't know her name yet. No, she's the post office lady. Dude, I have I have phone numbers in my in my book in my phone book in my uh, on my phone if you scroll through my shit my my names in there are by who the people are and not their not their name well i guess their first name usually but um back in minnesota i had um like greg the butcher uh what was our amish friend's name laverne the amish guy um and several things like that uh andre the pork guy uh and that's how those are those people's last names so for the limited time that we'll be here, I might get to know her name. But right now, she's just the post office lady because there are no other post office ladies. There's just one. She's the only one that works there. So she is the post office lady. And she is a very nice lady, Renegade Butcher. Renegade Butcher says, hashtag, she is a nice lady. She's a very nice lady. We have a conversation every time I go in there. Well, anyway, I turned around. 
<sighs> Canadian farm said an occupation is not who someone is. It is when that's who I use them for. That's what I use them for. In is an Amish guy an occupation? Renegade Butcher says I'm in his phone as a sexy meat man. You're actually not even in my phone, dude. We talked about this the one day when when Justin asked for my phone number. <laughs> You're like, I don't think I have it. <laughs> oh, anyway, so I'm standing in line. There's this guy behind me, and as happens in small town, she looked over and she saw somebody she knew, and she's like, "Hey, you've been staying out of trouble." You've been staying out of trouble. Innocent enough question. Hear it all the time. The exchange that happened next made me realize where I am, for sure. He proceeded to say, can't be getting into any trouble with all the law around here. And she says back, oh yeah? You've been seeing lots of law around? Seen three already, just today. Two stadies in a county. Stadies up on 61. Two counties down there on the other side of town. And I'm just in the middle going. Now, the other day I heard at the gas station that there's been some uh, some some burglaries going on in town. Uh, some houses are getting broken into. It's the buzz of the town and uh, definitely around the gas station. So it's kind of aware of the fact that there was some some monkey business and shenanigans going on in town. And so I just stayed quiet and uh, they were discussing how many, uh, how many, how many law enforcement officers were around. And it didn't seem like they were too happy that the law was around the town. And, uh, and the post office lady goes, oh yeah, that's because all that stealing going on. And the guy goes, yep, sure is. Got to catch them stealers. And I'm just standing in the middle going, and I got up to the front of the line. I said, she's like, hey, here's your package. Because she knows. I don't even have to ask for my packages anymore. I just walk in and she puts them on the counter. It's fantastic. But um, Josh says, we don't like them types around here. We'll take them burglars over them pigs. I'm pretty sure they would call them stealers, first of all, because there's lots of stealing going on. Um, but it's great. I love it. Uh, I love the fact that they don't want the fucking cops here. I'm, I love the fact that I think that the majority of the people here would uh, much rather take care of somebody stealing their shit than call the cops. Uh, when I was in the gas station last week, they were losing their shit about the ambulance service around, that it was quicker to drive yourself to the damn hospital than call an ambulance. Um, lady at the gas station, had uh, she, she passed out. Uh, from exhaustion and dehydration and she was behind the counter she woke up she called the ambulance they said it was going to be an hour before they could be there and so she called her brother and her brother had her at the at the hospital 45 45 minutes away in 51 minutes <laughs> oh yeah yeah so I love it here. I love it here. I love the folks around here. They're super nice. Had a conversation with a gentleman and uh, he's interested or some of his friends might be interested in picking up some silver and listening to the show. So, hey, man, if you're out there, rock on. Let's get rid of them Steelers. I'll help. I'll help. Um, I don't like people that steal shit. That's kind of my deal. Leave people alone and don't steal their fucking shit. That's the, that's my creed I live by. So that's the one thing. That's a no-no. Don't hurt people and don't take their shit. Oh, anyway, after that, I came home and opened that silver up and I was all excited about it. Um, yesterday, changing changing gears here a little bit. Yesterday, uh, Corey and I were always looking for kind of some stuff to do around here. Local stuff. Uh, we went to the Tennessee River Museum uh, a couple weeks back. It was really cool. Uh, just a kind of a, a self walk through museum with displays about the area and the history of the area. And um, while we were walking through there, there was a display of some Confederate 
grave markers that they use in the battlefields. Just metal stars. Uh, I believe they have the name of the soldier or they're blank if it's unknown, but they try to commemorate where everyone died on the field. And, you know, in the Civil War, you got shot by a cannonball and half your body was gone. They just let you die there. And that's where they buried you when it was all over. Or they moved people and pieces into a mass grave, whatever. Dependent, dependent. So it... Um, it interests me when we were walking through, especially with uh, with going to the cemeteries and everything. They had a display of these and said, hey, we put these here. Vandals come and steal them. Uh, and then these people are forgotten forever. There's no way to know where they are once the, they're removed and this and that. And it was a really interesting display. There's also some other stuff. So uh, got busy last week, wasn't able to make it to a cemetery and didn't have uh, clips for every day this week. So I was going back through some old stuff that I hadn't used. And I found this video that I took at the museum. And so I posted it for my daily thing. And uh, two people in different individuals on different platforms commented that I should go and um, I should go to check out uh, the Shiloh battlefield that it's beautiful. It's amazing. It's great tour and all of this two different, um, two different people suggested it. And I had already thought about getting down to Shiloh. It was mentioned when we were at the Tennessee review museum and all of this. And so two people mentioned it, Corey and I, uh, Corey and I, looked it up last night and we're definitely going to go down. We might go down this weekend for a little while. Uh, it's a free national park. There's like a 12 mile auto tour, self tour with 22 or 24 stops on it where you can go stop, go walk around, uh, see what's going on at the battlefield. They also have a tour of the Shiloh mounds, which uh, was also explained at the Tennessee Review Museum where natives had a colony of mound homes and villages that um, have stood history, actually, stood, stood time. Uh, they have the history of that, and you can see it on site. So, back with Butcher said he's trying to follow the chat, and we're slowing him down. Yeah, I keep glancing over and see that it has nothing to do with what I'm talking about. You're talking about me liking feet because I jerked off into a sock when I was a kid or something. Man, yeah, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> whatever. <laughs> I'm not into feet, dude. I like you guys think I am. It was all a it was all a joke after the fact. She just was posting videos of her walking barefoot. I'm not into feet. We just went with it. Um, actually, feet kind of don't do it for me at all. <laughs> anyway, uh, so we're interested in going down. There's a visitor center. It's free. It's free. It's a national park. Um, and I figure I've paid my taxes, my federal taxes long enough to, uh, enjoy some of the shit that it pays for. So we're going to go down. We is, uh, we're going to go down and check that out maybe this weekend, but we're excited about the fact that it's free and it's self-guided and we can go for as long as we want. It's a half an hour from here, a little bit more, 35 minutes, I think. So it would be an easy thing to go down and spend, you know, a couple hours checking it out. And if we want to head home, if we got something to do or the dogs, we can easily just go back again. So we're excited. We're excited. I'm excited to go see it for both the Civil War history and the, the cemetery, um, the cemetery uh, connection. I could get a lot of content, I'm sure, there, but I also enjoy uh, history. And so that'll be really cool to go go check out. Uh, one, one other thing I got here to talk about before we get to that 10K giveaway. If you haven't drawn in for the 10K giveaway, it's uh, hashtag skish today. That's hashtag S-K-I-S-H. Got a few minutes here before I do the drawing, and uh, we'll be done with that for the week and we'll wrap it up and head uh head into the weekend uh birds my little bird watcher friend over here that sits next to me she um she looks out the big window i told you the other day she's she's kind of the the neighborhood spy she doesn't just spy on the people she doesn't just spy on the two-legged people she spies on two-legged critters i guess birds are two-legged critters too 
she spies on the people, she spies on the animals, she spies on the birds. Um, but she is learning what the new birds are. And I keep asking her every day. I was like, what are those two birds? And she's like, I haven't figured it out yet. I haven't figured it out yet. Now we have cardinals and blue jays and what else? Robins. And uh, huh? we have a woodpecker. Um, and I think these other two birds that we're not sure what they are. So I dug the binoculars out for Corey and there they sit on the table. So she's going to be able to get a close up and I got to get her a bird app or a website to look up the native birds of West Tennessee. Cause I'm curious what these things are. They're fighting in the front yard, fighting or fucking one or the other in the front yard, like every day, every day. So, um, what's going on over here? Oh my God. Hmm. Interesting. Interesting. Chat's going sideways. Just like the, the, the telegram chat yesterday my, my my crew is just who they are i can't i can't stop them i can only hope to contain them uh but anyway Corey wants to watch the birds and we also made a a, a notice i don't know if i mentioned it a ways back that the birds sing 24 hours a day here like i'll go out to take a piss in the middle of the night and the birds are singing like it's the middle of the day we asked Kerry Brown while he was out visiting if this is something that happens. He says only in the you know the spring when they're mating uh, that happens. But um, um, it stopped. <laughs> I didn't know where I was going with that. <laughs> I started reading the damn comments. <laughs> started reading. Uh, I started reading the comments. Um, so yeah birds birds they have stopped singing in the middle of the night so that's good corey's got our binoculars we're going to figure out these birds um we're going to figure out what they are we're going to get it all handled and you don't have to worry about it we're 52 minutes in let's do this drawing for a 10k giveaway that'll hit the item of the day and we'll wrap it up and get out of here oh <sighs> let me see how many people we got in oh shit i didn't even share the screen this is horrible who runs this podcast? My God. Oh, it's been a bad day. It's been a bad day with the with the um, Elon problems and the Fed problems and the comments. It's just been it's a Friday. It's a Friday. We'll we'll regroup and get back to it. Looks like we got seven people in on the skish drawing. Corey, you got any predictions who's going to win? It's going to be Kyle again. Probably Kyle. Kyle wins everything. Here we go. Round and round she goes. Where she'll stop? No one knows. Hey, the history guy. Pippinized Ryan Pippin from DuctionCups.com. Congratulations. Woohoo! Woohoo! Yeah, I figured it was either going to be the Philippine Nomad or the Backwoods Butcher um, because. Those are the two people that win all the shit. Uh, but hey, congratulations, Ryan. Congratulations, Pip. Thanks for doing the history segment. Thanks for doing the everything and uh, bringing, us, bringing us the awareness of Duction Cups where we have luckily got to have Plugsy hanging out every morning. I'll get that sent over to you as soon as possible. Mr. Mr. Pippin, I, uh, yeah shouldn't be too long and i will get that out to you <coughs> congratulations congratulations uh item of the day today let's hit that real quick and then wrap this up item of the day is the venture fourth uh quick drying microfiber towels Corey and i use these uh we went away from terry cloth when we moved into the camper because of size uh storage and the fact that uh they take forever to dry and we don't have a dryer so we figured something we'd find something like this and we'll never go back just like the composting toilet, once we tried it, it is what it is. Will I like to dry off with a big, thick, old, puffy terry cloth towel at some point? Probably. Does this work great? Do they dry me off? Does it dry quick? And does it not take up a lot of space and it's light? Absolutely. If you're looking something for a go bag, a gym bag, uh, stick one in the car, um, whatever, just a microfiber towel, I would definitely suggest checking these out they come in three different sizes and a shitload of different colors 
link is in the video description links in the audio description and i also put a blog post up about it yesterday so check it out share it share it check it out that's all i got to say guys share everything share everything um kyle are you out of coffee I haven't put your shit in the mail yet. I was just kind of waiting until I went to the post office with some silver. But if you need it uh, sooner rather than later, I can get that on its way today. Uh, let me know. Let me know. But anyway, Gingerbread Farms right there. Never leave home without your towel. And this would be a good one. To, this would be a good one to uh, carry with you. This would be a good. What is that? Uh, Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. Hitchhiker's Guide to the Universe. Damn it. Damn it. Uh, never leave home without your towel that came from. That was in the history segment a few days ago. So check out those Venture Forth uh, microfiber towels. We really like them, and I would suggest getting them. We have a bunch. We have a bunch. Uh, Nicholas Natali uh, interview was last night. Check it out and share that around. And coming up on Monday night, live interview with Josh from Rockin' K out there in Bend, Oregon, contractor and homesteader, uh, hooked up with me over on Noster and wanted to come on the show. So let's do it. Let's do it. Uh, Gingerbread Farm says he's out of coffee. You got six six and an ounce coming, um, and uh, I got to talk to you about that. How you want it? How you want it done? And um, yeah, don't go to Renegade.com, James. Go to the link. You're you're gonna have six pounds soon. Don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. <laughs> Bagwoods Butcher says his wife asked him to make her a pot of coffee the other day, and he made her Folgers. <laughs> what a dick! What a dick! <laughs> she didn't do that thing you liked the night before, did she? <laughs> oh, guys, it's Friday. Been a good week. Been a good week, guys. Downloads are up. I, I uh, was talking to Josh about it last night. Last two weeks, downloads have been going up significantly. I appreciate all the sharing uh, that you guys are doing. If you're not sharing, but you like the show, hey, hit the share button. I put the I put the links. I've started doing blog posts. Um, I put all sorts of different links all over. It doesn't cost you anything to hit share. If you like listening, maybe someone else does. I appreciate it. It's helping out. Um, <laughs> Kyle doesn't share good coffee and he said he didn't get any of the horsetail play. Um, is, do you get the tail or does she get the tail or do you both get the tail? I don't know if I want to know the answer. Oh, all right. All right, guys, let's wrap it up. It's Friday. We'll be back for another full week next week. I got uh, I got interviews lined up Monday and Thursday, uh, both live next week, both live, uh, actually both live for the next two weeks. I have live interviews booked for Mondays and Thursdays next week, Josh from Rock and K. And then on Thursday, we're going to be doing an episode about biochar and the project I'm contemplating doing out at Delinquents Gully. I'm going to have Porter House from Porter House and Teal on. I've been watching his videos. He's been doing biochar for a lot longer than it got crazy here. I think I saw his first video about it was out two years ago. So the guy's got some experience. And I want to shoot some questions at him. I want to hear what he has seen over two years of doing this. And then I want to bounce some uh, bounce some stuff off him on this larger scale project I'm thinking about. That could become valuable for uh, for some other people. So. You have biochar questions uh, and you haven't been listening to all the buzz about it. Bring them, have them ready, submit them to me. If you want, you can shoot them to me or uh, join us in the live chat on Thursday to talk with Porterhouse about biochar. Oh man, I don't even want to read that guys. That is not the way to end a week. Anyway, if you enjoyed the show, please consider sharing it with others. You can find it at thelotsproject.com. That's L-O-T-S project.com. Thelotsproject.com. Or on Noster, Telegram, YouTube, TikTok, Facebook, Rumble, and Instagram. Be sure to listen on one of your favorite podcasts, 2.0 Value for Value podcast players like Podverse or Fountain.fm. 
Make it a great day, guys. Make it a great weekend. Have a couple of good days away. And we will catch up with you on Monday. I can feel the sun.